millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, James here and welcome to part two of the Football Book Club episode six. Jason McAteer's Blood, Sweat and McAteer. If you haven't listened to part one yet, what are you doing? Go back and listen to that. But also, just a heads up, in the second half of this podcast, we will be talking about mental health and suicidal thoughts as discussed in Jason's book. If you find this subject difficult to listen to, feel free to skip forward around six minutes at the time. Thanks. Previously on The Football Book Club. Two-parter, two-parter. I really enjoyed it. I like the people of Norwich, okay? hate the people of Billerick. We're begging of you, please use those big hands. <laughs> But will Blood, Sweat and Macketeer be crowned the best book of Football Book Club Series 1? I would give the book a... What? Find out now. Hello and welcome back to the longest ever football book club. Uh, we, it's so long. It's so long. We're still here. We've been here a week. <laughs> Sat here. Malnourished. Uh, apart from all the lozenges we've been eating. Yeah, a lot of, which a lot have lozenges. very little nutritional value. <laughs> Just ask Jason McAteer's mum. Um, welcome back, guys. Uh, I'm joined. Uh, we're still reading Jason McAteer's Blood, Sweat and McAteer. And I'm joined by this week's book club, Jack Bernhardt. Hello. And James Balgen. Yeah, hello. Still no Amy. Still no Amy. No. Yeah, um, she's been clearing out those pogs for a yeah. while. <laughs> Firing pogs into yeah. the sea. Oh. Um, guys, let's just crack on from where yeah, we were last time. Where were we? Oh, let's flick through that book. After the World Cup, he goes home and he gets a dream move to Liverpool. His 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 uh, the club he grew up uh, in love with, who he supported his whole time. Uh, Jack Charlton uh, doesn't when he goes back to the international team. He doesn't want him picking up any of his any of the weird. Uh, the Liverpool style, uh, and I'm not sure if this is uh, getting annoyed or flirting. Jack Charlton says he calls him a fanny merchant <laughs> as he pins me to the wall in the Dublin Airport Hotel and lets me know exactly what he thinks of the Liverpool way. <laughs> Very weird. Is, this, is sexy music coming in for this bit? He pins me against the wall and says, I'll tell you what I think of the Liverpool way. You fanny, fanny merchant. merchant. <laughs> if you're um, in the Liverpool area. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about Jack Charlton, do you want this week's uh, dramatic reading? Oh, let's yes, do it. Please. Let's do it. Can both of you cue the dramatic music at the same time? Cue, cue dramatic, dramatic music. music. Oh, Thank you very much, Jack and James. <laughs> okay, so uh, this story for context, uh, it's a pre-Euro 96 qualifier. What's what's the story called? Oh, uh, good point. The story is called uh, Jason McAteer eats too much Fish and chips. (laughs) (laughs) 
Things are back to normal by Friday when Jack informs us that we'll be getting the coach up to Dublin on Saturday and stopping for a meal at the Harry Ramsden's Fish Restaurant. <laughs> he has a steak in on the Nars Road just outside the city. Why does Jack Charlton have a steak in a Harry Ramsden's? Yep, not mentioned. And, <laughs> uh, it's the first outlet the English chain has opened in the Republic, and Jack, the best-known fisherman in Ireland, is the face of their business. Is that really true? Is Jack Charlton the best-known fisherman in uh, Ireland I, I in 1994? I believe it. Can you name another one? Oh, God. What better publicity stunt than to have his World Cup heroes stop at his restaurant on their way to a big European qualifier against Austria? Question mark. This can't go well. Me and Kels spot this thing on the menu called Harry's Challenge. Basically, you get this massive piece of battered cod, about eight foot in length. <laughs> that seems too long. That's the size of one half Jason McAteer's <laughs> three million chips and a huge portion of mushy peas all washed down with tea bread and butter excessive can you wash can you wash something down with bread, bread and butter <laughs> ducks do it if you complete the challenge the meal is free and that's a good enough challenge for us even though the meal is already free thanks to Jack the stakes are very high <laughs> Even if something should be telling us that eating a big mound of fish and chips before a training session might not be the brightest idea in the world, not one of the players said stop. Oh, like it's a just say no drugs <laughs> yeah. campaign. If you see your friend eating too much fish and chips, you tell them no, okay? Did you see an Irish professional footballer <laughs> eating too much haddock? <laughs> As it happens, Kells and me can't finish Harry's challenge. <laughs> Over very quickly. We do pay for it though when we get onto that pitch at Lansdowne Road and the fish starts to roll around my stomach before I deposit a good-sized catch onto the side of the pitch. Not a pretty sight. The Austria game is stomach-churning as well. Nice. We start well enough, but we lose 3-1. <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't do a Harry Ramsden eating challenge before, a football, before, before, a, before ever playing an Austrian team. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the other Central European teams, you're fine. Jermaine Pennant would have been fine. Yeah, Jermaine Pennant would have been absolutely Love fine. He's got a hat-trick. <laughs> He's got a hat-trick, then thrown up in yeah. the Austrian goalkeeper's face. <laughs> um, that was this week's story. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about that story? So I want to know how true it is to whether it's actually eight foot of fish and chips. I, I don't think, I think, I, I can assume that's an imagination. But three million Where are you going to get an eight foot chip? That's what... eight, foot, eight foot fish. <laughs> Where are you gonna get and eight... also all the chips are eight feet. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to get an eight foot fish? That's what I was thinking. They're in a bloody barracuda. And also, like they they can't just be like, like oh yeah, we got to take all the eight foot fish fish that exist in the world <laughs> and give it to and Jack Charlton. To Jack Charlton. James, what are your memories of him at Liverpool? Well, I do have memories of him, but I mean, it is slightly before my time that era. I was okay. sort of like five, six, seven when he was a prominent member of the Liverpool team. So yeah. I do remember him and all, yeah. you know, with McManaman, Fowler, and that kind of team, oh, but slightly before my time. So I was more the sort of era after that, the Julia era, which is when he was phased out. So. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like Julia. I don't does not like Julia at all. Like it's really interesting. No. Yeah. yeah. Talk about I thought Julia was a decent manager for you guys. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did well, but. He obviously splits people because some Formula Liverpool players absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah. I think like um, Jimmy Carragher he says he's like his biggest influence on his really? career. Really, yeah, and he that. loves him. Yeah, but Dan McAteer is completely the opposite. Yeah, he doesn't so. like him for it. He likes Roy Evans, doesn't he? Yeah, Roy he's loyal. He's loyal to Roy. him. I think that's why. I think there's something really interesting we haven't talked about yet. It's the way that uh, Jason McAteer um, like finds father figures everywhere he goes, and it's one of the things that just like follows him around the entire book. Like, it's a huge aspect of the book to the point that you've got... He talks about Alan Molden, 
is that his uh, father figure that he finds that like when he's playing in his pub team everywhere mm. he got Dave Ramsden at uh, Marine is his like father figure Bruce Rioch he keeps on saying he's like a father to him and actually when Bruce Rioch leaves for Arsenal he's like how could you abandon me how could you leave me yeah. it's terrible and then when a new manager comes in he always hates them he's always like you you got rid of dad. Yeah. You like you 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 chased dad away. Interesting. You're it's, reading some kind of Oh, uh, oh, I think yeah. I think it's hard not to in the book. As in I think there's quite a lot of times he says like he was like a father to me. He was like an uncle to me. Like he the way that he mm. tries to bring Mick McCarthy from Ireland to Sunderland. I think he's a real So is that actually genuinely one of the areas where Jason McAteer is very similar to former American president Lyndon B. Johnson? Wow. <laughs> Saying you six episodes that finally you brought up Lyndon B. Yes! Johnson. Lyndon B. Just about to say the Johnson. same thing. <laughs> Fuck. No, but that's so similarly, and I think it's actually quite a common thing in, in successful people, if they've had ambiguous or sort of distant relationships with their fathers, they will like try to find people who they will use as their proxies to be their father. So for Lyndon B. Johnson, genuinely, that was um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> the Same as Jason McAteer. Uh, same as Jason McAteer, who used FDR as his, yeah. uh, as his professional yeah. father. No, it, it's, I think it's a really weird thing, but it sort of comes throughout the whole book, because the whole book is really about family as well. Uh-huh. And I think... Bruce Rioch's probably the, the first example of, like, a proper fa- father figure who nurtures him, who makes him feel good. And, like, when Roy Evans... Well, I mean, another example is when he actually moves to Liverpool, he's going to move to Blackburn, where the manager is his hero, father figure, uh, Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. When Jason McAteer finds out that Liverpool are interested, he has to say, sorry, uh, Kenny dad <laughs> uh i i have to i have to go i have to go to go see if liverpool are interested to in talk me. to my other dad yeah to go talk to my other dad figure and kenny dalgleish is brutal he's ruthless it's horrible he's like yeah good luck you'll um you'll be playing in the reserves the rest of your career yeah he it's, is very harsh it's hor- and you can feel his heartbreak i think that's an example of a someone he really looks up to he idolizes like you know letting him down yeah it does and i think in liverpool roy evans is definitely the father figure yeah, yeah like, for sure yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's the reason he doesn't get on with julier not just because julier is mean to him yeah. but because julier is the guy who's gonna kill dad <laughs> wow wow remember when lee trundle cycled into a bush <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry <laughs> he's my psycho babble i'm not sure if that's gonna be the animation this week but <laughs> 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 we can try. <laughs> you you make, to make a dad out of yeah. curtains. <laughs> Naked Tony Pulis. I'll be your dad, son. <laughs> oh wait, that is a nice segue. There is another naked naked manager there story is. in this. Oh, good, a I very good. Ma- there is another naked manager story. Oh, I think I missed this. Yeah. Actually, it's actually when we jump forward to uh, Blackburn, but yeah. Well, well, it actually made me think of something from that we have never addressed so far that none of us have noticed. Why did Tony Pulis? Why was he in the shower? I, 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 w- I was thinking exactly the same thing. Listening back, we never mentioned it because surely managers don't need to shower no. after yeah. a game. Not immediately. It's not like they're they wet football. with sweat. Like maybe, the maybe a shower wasn't working at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lived there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've cycled in, guys. I'm gonna have a quick shower, then I'll come out. Um, what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good Tony Pulis. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're always getting showers. These managers, they don't. It's not. No, they're not playing, are they? I no, mean, I know Soonest. It, it was training. Right? It was after a game. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. so, and then Soonest in this one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Soonest McAteer walks into his room and Soonest is. Oh, can I have office. a word, boss? And he's like, I've just about to get a shower, come back. Yeah. And then he's very odd. And then he's naked. But McAteer's really worked himself up. Yeah. yeah. That's another really good story and, and also really good. It's well about told. wanting to leave Blackburn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, when he wants to leave Blackburn. This is, this he comes back win. and he goes, I don't yeah. give a shit if you're wearing a hand towel around yeah. your crotch. <laughs> and he describes it in horrible detail, I think is the word I will say. Um, he says. He says arse again, but at least it's in arse. context. Uh, when I got called back to his office, he was sitting with his feet up on his desk and this tiny, I mean tiny towel wrapped around his ass. His knackers were hanging out of the towel, staring at me in the face. It was like looking at a grandfather clock. I didn't understand that reference. Oh, what? I understand that reference and yeah. I love it. If but you've what? seen Graham Soons' balls, you understand. <laughs> yeah. His balls? All oh, right. His balls. I think his balls. The first the ha- my first thought was, he's got two penises <laughs> and a circle of numbers around them. Like, what is... What? Very unusual tattoo. Oh, he has, what is the time? I get it Graham, now. Could you, uh... <laughs> yeah. It's got long balls. I get it. Plays on Gerard Julia. Doesn't really like him so much. Kind of gets frozen oh. out of the team. There's a bit where he says, like, he, he, he talks about being frozen out of the team. And uh, he tells Niall Quinn that he doesn't like, you know, being frozen out of the team by Gerard Julia. And someone behind them on the plane is a journalist. Oh yeah, and Here's finds a... out and and like does a, a scoop and expose about uh, McAteer's Julier hell, and it seems really sad. Yeah, I mean he hates Gerard Julier. He hates him passionately. <laughs> mm, mm. He seems to talk a lot about like how he's a former school headmaster, and he's like, so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the kind. You know the kind of guy I'm talking about. He's a headmaster. He's terrible. Um, it, I mean, it, it's a sad, it's a sad situation. Uh, sorry, you're just about to sing. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, seems to be yeah, the hardest yeah. heard. Was, yeah. Yeah. This not... isn't Ken Zong anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, like, Sully. And it's getting more and the more. Sully Montari. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know Jared Julia was a headmaster. That was new to me. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, right. Wasn't somebody... Wasn't, uh, was Sari maybe a teacher? Yeah, no, he was somebody? a banker. Oh, Sari right. was a banker. Yeah. yeah. Might have always been a teacher. I don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> can tell. Hey, come on, nerd. Oh, <laughs> aren't coaches all teachers, really, when you think about it? What you a know? good point. <laughs> no? Aren't they all, like, fathers, really, when you think about yeah. it? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Dad. Anyway, he gets a new dad next chapter. <laughs> he, go, he gets a naked dad in Graham Soonis. Um, We've talked about him a little bit already. Well, he well, very quickly, when he moves from Liverpool to Blackburn, he describes it like a death. He does. He says, he like, is, the football's over for him. He says, that he says, like, I was only doing it for money. I hated it. Yeah. I hate... Someone should have... He Again, a bit like the fish, he's like, someone should have stood up and said, no, don't do it! But I was surrounded by yes-men and idiots who all said it was fine that I could move to Blackburn. <laughs> So remember, kids, don't sign for Blackburn. Bab. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? He, he doesn't enjoy it at all, and he doesn't. He doesn't even really talk about Blackburn. To be honest, he says very few things about them. They have the odd game it, stuff. Mainly, it's all mainly about falling out with uh, with Sunis. Uh, I think I'm going to bring back uh, that little section. Uh, they don't make them like that anymore. I love these. Uh, it's for it's for Mick Byrne, Irish assistant, or his angel, <gasps> as you've mentioned already. Um, after uh, I think it's McAteer scores a really famous the famous goal we talked about earlier against Holland mm. uh, in a qualifier to secure a playoff place oh my gosh Jack's I remembered it sorry I just remember what Jack's mouth about. agape uh, <laughs> he's made up for me and explains that Bono wants me to head to Slane Castle and go on stage with you too he even has a helicopter sorted to get me there 
We played in the afternoon, so there's plenty of time. And he wants me to go up there and celebrate the goal in front of the crowd at the castle. Mick does know you two, to be fair. But he also has some bizarre stories. A bit like the Churchill the Dog on the TV ad. What's on that? that what's, what is, Churchill the Dog has never had <laughs> a series of stories. stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that, that at all. That annoyed me so much. But like yeah, that. so uh, Churchill doesn't qualify for He the sounds a bit like him, Mick McCarthy. Maybe that's what he, <laughs> he does. sound like does. Churchill. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> 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 Please, can I play it right back against uh, yeah. Mexico? Oh, yes. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar, actually. It's actually very similar, yeah. But anyway, Mick Byrne would be there telling you he had tea with George Bush or shook hands with the Pope. He did shake hands with the Pope, so I'm not quite sure if this is a tall story or a fact. So I don't know. <laughs> Mick Byrne seems but to But the, the George truth. Bush thing wasn't true. Maybe, I think he told the truth every single time. But it turns out that, he, that Bono would have flown him to be on the stage. Yeah, because he's thing. like, because Bono's like, oh, imagine if Jason McAteer walks out right now because he was supposed to be here during yeah. the performance. <laughs> and like, if he's, apparently if you watch the DVD, he like kicks a football into the crowd and goes like, pretend I'm Jason McAteer. And everyone goes, woo! Yeah. And just imagine... I mean, I don't know how Jason McAteer... He, they, he was the supporting act that night. Yeah. <laughs> it was you two and Jason McAteer. Um, let's go to the picture section again. I like that sometimes. Ooh, yeah. Uh, anyone see Music. the pictures? Oh, cute. There's a picture of him um, with his wonderful curtain material. Yeah, his lip ball kit made out of and curtains. It's, it's properly beautiful, can I say? It is very nice. It is a good effort. That is good. Scene. I could make that out of curtains. I could make that out of curtains at all. And I'm one of the most gifted <laughs> <laughs> of my generation. And I have thousands of curtains. Yeah. Just line them out. I work in a curtain lozenge factory. Um, there's a He's a sh- very cute kid, actually. Very He's sweet a kid. very cute kid. There's a lot of God, shots of him. Really cute kid <laughs> <laughs> there's a shot of him being like lifted up by Bruce Rioch, uh in a way that looks like he's like after losing the um, the Coca-Cola Cup, Coca-Cola Cup final to Liverpool the Coca-Cola Cup the Coca-Cola Cup but he looks he looks like he's like he's he looks like he's dead. Really. Yeah, that's not exactly. He really looks like he's, he's so. He doesn't take losing well. And I like, like. I like that in a football. I know I like yeah. that too. But it's just there's a shot of, again of him, uh, Jason McAteer, looking sad when uh, they lose the FA Cup final to Man United. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good sad photos here actually. But also, what I like is how sweet he is. He keeps saying things like, "I'm, I'm." He's a picture of him with his family. He says, "I love where I am in my life right now." That's really so sweet. sweet. He bit... says, "My family made me very proud when J- Lucy and I got married, especially my nan." Aww. Oh, I love that. I also love. um, I love working in the media. I've made some great friends and met some great people. So sweet. He's such a little cute guy. What a little suck up. Look at him when he signed (laughs) when he signed for Liverpool. Look how happy he is. I think this is the thing that shines through a lot in this book. Yeah. How he works really hard, but he's genuinely so grateful for these yeah, opportunities. Yeah, he, is, he's, he is gleeful. Unless he goes to Blackburn, where he's not happy at all. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, in the photo, he looks pretty happy, but yeah. He does, yeah. Lying. There's also a terrifying picture of when they're in Tehran in the back. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scary as hell. It's really scary. They, they, they talk, so when they play in that, t- that playoff against Ireland um, in Tehran, very intimidating atmosphere. In the picture. The stands are on fire and there's like four fans. <laughs> are they playing in like the streets? And, and also like like people are running away in the photo. Yeah. It really looks like It's just Jason McAteer surrounded by like, like fire. Yeah. It's a real yeah. It's a real fighting McAteer moment. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, that was uh, the photos section. of Jason McAteer. And then it goes to Sunderland. Uh, under Peter Reed, Gary Monk's editor, and uh, he gets some uh, he gets some love back for the game. There's a bit that he talks about with Peter Reed that is 
really like haunting and it stuck with me oh he, he talks about how just before he gets the sack at sunderland like uh he's going into the so all the players are like showering and oh, peter, reed, say. <laughs> peter reed is reading the paper apparently um and jace rector watch like walks past him as he reads the paper and he looks again and sees that the paper is upside down peter reed is not reading the paper he is just staring at the floor. <laughs> and it is truly, like, horrifying. This is, this is around the time when, like, he, his job is on the line and he seems to have really lost it. And I have a very vivid imagination, like, like mental image of Peter Reed just staring at a tiled floor, <laughs> contemplating life. It's really heavy. <laughs> what he's actually reading is the copy that Gary Monk sent. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can't no. make any of it sound yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What am I going to do? Why is Rod Stewart here? <laughs> when does he ever mention his mum? God. Yeah, that is that is that is that is a really that really stuck out that bit. That was that was wonderful. It's the only real thing he mentioned about Sunderland. Oh, there's also the bit that he mentions that I've just remembered here when Sunderland were playing Chelsea not long after Ireland had beaten <laughs> Holland to the 2002 World Cup finals. There's a bit of a push on the shove in the tunnel. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is giving it loads, big time. Charlie, I stand up to him, looking right in the face and snarl. At least we're going to the World Cup in China, Jimbo. Brini has to step in and remind me they're going to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That, it is also weird that bit is not just funny but also strange because I don't know why he seems to pick on Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank he, he a couple loves, of times he loves talking about how much yeah, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank like isn't it. going to the World Cup yeah he doesn't like Hasselbank for some reason yeah very weird it's odd um, uh, but of course the big thing you mentioned the World Cup that is the biggest part of this chapter and Roy Keane so Roy Keane, Oof. he has a very uh, troubled relationship with ever since they joined the Ireland team uh, for the 94 World Cup he says he often kind of makes out Roy Keane as being someone uh, who is incredibly important on your team, but you know you're not friends with him. you're not friends with him. He's you're not friends with Roy Keane. Yeah, yeah. he's just, there's, there's one person in particular. I think his name is Keith O'Brien or something like that. Um, it's I, I can just oh, yeah. imagine it really clearly when he, Keith O'Neill. That's it. Yes, I think I've never heard of an Irish player. He goes up to all the players in the change rooms, screams in their face, and goes like, "Whoa, we're gonna win! We're gonna win! Yes, guys! Yes, guys!" He does it to Roy Keane, and Roy Keane stands up, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's gonna knock him out!" Yeah, just shakes his head and walks away, oh, and Keith we- never talks again. <laughs> <in the changing. laughs> that's classic Roy Keane. Ke- Keith never talks again at all. Yeah, he, he is. He is mute from that point on. <laughs> he became a monk actually, I think. Oh. <laughs> but nothing gets more intense than. Roy Keane uh, and uh, the story everyone knows the uh, the walking is dog story the uh, yeah. storming out Triggs yes storming out of well uh, st- yeah Triggs is dog Trigger Triggs, dog which apparently Triggs. he named off Jason McAteer which the players well. find very funny yeah um, yeah uh, Roy Keane explodes in front of poor old Mick McCarthy uh, we don't like that at all Mick McCarthy who comes off cro- comes across really well in this book yeah he comes he's a, a, he's writes, a, he's a he writes the dad. Thwad, writes the thwad, so <laughs> yeah He's and a good dad. Yeah. He's a good dad. <laughs> yeah. Real good dad. Um, it, I mean, that that is, again, one of the best written bits that we've read. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, I, I knew the story so well. I didn't know the uh, the ins and outs of it. And he really does. He, he takes it, you through it. Roy Keane. Yeah. So what happens is Roy Keane writes a uh, their training as normal. Keane's been a bit weird the last few yeah. days, but he starts getting nice. And yeah. for some reason, he's being chummy with McAteer. McAteer's like, oh, it's the first time that's ever happened. He kind that, of gaslights him for that, a bit. That has the real vibe of like Roy Keane knowing he's about to die. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go walk on the beach, Jason. <laughs> that's true. And then he releases a. Um, he's been talking to some uh, reporters, yeah. and he tell he lays uh, the smack down. He kind of says yeah. like, "Mick McCarthy's rubbish. The team's rubbish. The training's rubbish. You yeah. suck." And I, I could do that challenge in my sleep. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm going to right give me that fish and chips. I'm going to eat that in front of you now. You're all pathetic. None <laughs> of you can even finish your dinner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, he, and, he like, storms out. Storms out. Uh, Ian Hart, who's his mate, apparently, which I, don't know, I, I can't imagine him having friends. I can't, and I can't imagine lovely Ian Hart being his friend. Yeah. Never... Do you think he's his mate, or do you think he's one of those, like, you know, like school bully and the other kids are scared of him, so yeah. they sort of tag along, like, yeah, follow yeah, behind yeah. him yeah, just yeah. to stay <laughs> out of his room? Well rap. done, yeah, you better stay clear of it. <laughs> you guys have really done it now. You've made yeah. Roy really angry. Yeah. Um, and then um, Jason McAteer, in one of my favorite parts of the book, um, goes up to uh, Roy Keane's room because he says he wants to have it out with him. But he says he goes un- up under the pretense of uh, getting his DVDs that he lent him back. He seems really obsessed with these DVDs. What DVDs do you think Jason Magdalene has lent uh, Roy Keane? Um, I think they are exclusively uh, Danny Baker football bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly the kind of thing Roy Keane likes. It's also the kind of thing that Jason Magdalene would be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when we screw up, huh? And imagine, I imagine Roy Keane laughing lows until they have a clip of Roy Keane. He's like, I'm going to fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Baker's legs. <laughs> that was an Irish accent. And, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I can't not, be accepted. Yeah, he will not be accepted. <laughs> Um, I go to his room with the idea of getting back some DVDs I'd lent him but my real motive is to see if Roy is really serious about going home I get to his room and knock and they answer the door quickly I can see Mick Burnham just inside the room I ask for my DVDs back but it's obvious that Roy doesn't want to have a conversation <laughs> with me so I leave them to it <laughs> I, I can imagine Roy Keane's book comes out yeah. and he's just like he was, loves DVDs he was obsessed with these DVDs yeah. I don't know what so he expected awesome. from that, like such bad timing. Like, I'll just go yeah. straight up and ask for my DVDs back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as if he's going to come in. Let's talk about. <laughs> well, if oh, you are going, give me back my two DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not going to be a good time, is that? He's going to go straight to the airport. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get him now. <laughs> uh, Roy. <laughs> also, Hi, Roy. I lent you uh, Nick Hancock's uh, football wind-ups uh, the other day. Uh, I think you just have to take the L and be like, you know what, they're Roy Keane. Yeah. <laughs> These are my DVDs. No, you Stop know. trying! <laughs> you are just making it worse. That's a, that's a t- if, you, if you were from Tipperary like I'm not, <laughs> you would know that's a good... The bugs of Tipperary. I mean, Ireland do pretty well in the World Cup. Doesn't go well for Jason. He gets injured. He like has to pretend to Mick McCarthy that he's fine. Mm. And there's a bit where there's a really horrible bit where Mick McCarthy's like, "Okay, if you're so fine, I want you to kick a ball against the wall." Yeah. For and it it sounds like six hours. It, it probably wasn't six hours, but it feels like it is the way he's written. Yeah, it, really close to the wall, trapping yeah, it, trapping it, and like he's talking about how like it's agony it's absolute agony but he can't let on to dad he can't <laughs> let dad know and then Mick McCarthy, you're not my real dad bye <laughs> but well it sort of feels like that when Mick McCarthy's like okay sure you can play against Cameroon he lasts a half and yeah it's obvious that he can't play because yeah, because of course feeling. he can't his knee's fucked and he's been on like sorry his knee is injured <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's been taking like pills to survive for this long and he says that Mick McCarthy, like the the fury with which Mick McCarthy looks at him, like at half time, being like, "What have you? What have you done? What have you done? How yeah. dare you try to trick me?" Sorry, Dad. <laughs> you are my only son, <laughs> and you have you've tried to get one past me. And he's like, "No, I haven't. I can play. I can play." He's like, "You get off. You get off the pitch right now." Gary Kelly's going on instead. But he also talks about uh, a player beforehand. I can't remember who it was. It was some, a good Irish, young Irish player who felt injured in the warm-up and said, I'm not fit, I can't go. So oh, no, it was my... um, Mark Kennedy. Mark Kennedy, Mark yeah. Mark Kennedy, yeah. The Sparky. Yeah. 
That's I, had to, you... I had to Google who Sparky yeah, was. Yeah, I know. I found it so annoying. Yeah. That was one of the uh, few bits of the book where I was like, yeah. you can't mention someone called Sparky and be like, yeah, yeah. it's Sparky. Yeah. Um, I thought Mark Hughes was yeah. I mean, yeah, Mark Hughes is Sparky. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was really well done because it's sort of, again, like the book is so good with structure, had a really good bit where I was like, why is he spending so much time talking about how Mark Kennedy is injured and has decided to, you know, sacrifice himself for the team? It seems like an odd thing to like mm. emphasize. Yeah. And then later on, yeah, he when, he, the... when he, you know, basically tricks Mick McCarthy yeah. into playing him, yeah. you get a real sense of contrast. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's really well done. Yeah. Agree? <laughs> Agree? <laughs> very Sorry. good yeah good. that's true it's it's a, it's a good book it's, it's a, a really good book guys there it, is it, a lot to, that's the thing there's so much to talk about there's a lot of good stuff in this book yeah and we're only a quarter of the way through <laughs> <laughs> millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, we should probably read Roy Keane's book, uh, but one person, oh, Jason no. McAdeer, will not be reading it. Uh, the Northeastern Press can't wait to get a hold of me before the United game when his book's coming out. Will I be buying Roy's book? They say. Will I bollocks? I'd rather read Bob the Builder, not a book. <laughs> <laughs> he says Bob the Builder quite a few times during this book. Does he? Does he? Probably, probably, got, probably in the index. Least, probably three references to yeah. Bob the Builder. Really? Yeah. That's one. I'm gonna look it up in the index. Don't know. Have a look. Right <laughs> Another father figure. Yeah. <laughs> the first. Yeah. Why did you lie to me, Jason? Yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. My other dad's scoopy and dizzy. <laughs> Not mentioned in the um in the Oh, it might be under uh... Builder. Hang on. No, nothing. Builder, Bob the <laughs> Bob the. 
Um, <clears throat> Sunderland goes pretty well from there. Uh, Mick McCarthy comes in there as yep. well. Um, there's a great bit when Howard Wilkinson before that uh, tries to do a trust exercise. This is a very bit of a sitcom. Yeah. He says, like, if you grab uh, this, put your hand in this bag of stinging nettles and grab them in a certain way, they won't sting you. Howard Wilkinson put his hands in, gets stung to shit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Tranmere, drops out of the leagues. Uh, Again, end of his career. Um, it ends very suddenly. Does end very suddenly. He's, He's like, kinda, that's it. That's it. And the, the, sorry, the, the career ends suddenly. The book does not end suddenly. No, no, no. The book, yeah. the book goes on quite a bit longer. But he's. Um, I feel like we should give some weight to this next bit. Um, he talks about uh, mental health and struggling after football. And I think it's. I thought. Oh, it's him stupid saying it now. I thought uh, Luis Saha's chapter about the Champions League final was the best one we've had yeah, so no, far. This, this is probably the best chapter. This is yeah. one of the most haunting like chapters. I genuinely, I was reading it with, I was, I was waiting for a friend in like a cafe, and I just had to be like, okay, I can't read this. Here. No, yeah, it's, it's a hard read. It really it's is. It's really hard reading, and it this really was the closest I think I got to crying at any book we've yeah, so far. Oh, too. I was, me too. Yeah. I think I was, I was there at that point. He, basically, he 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 leaves Tranmere where he is told he's not going to get another thing at Tramway. He can't get another club, and he is basically forced into retirement. He then, like, when the new season starts, he's just broken. He's just talking about, like, how he he doesn't know what to do with his life. He has no... He has nothing. He, like, he has baths every every day. Like, he has three baths a day, he says. Yeah, that's... Which oh, haunting. It's really upsetting. It, like, it's legitimately a really, really harrowing but well-written and important thing to talk about that i don't think enough footballers do talk about in their books uh, that how difficult it must be to uh, yeah i i thought actually captured um better than pretty much any other writer whether football or anything i've ever read mm. captures uh, the way your your brain runs uh when you're feeling you're in a real horrible panic in a real depressive episode yeah mm-hmm. and this is a suicidal episode for him he's driving uh He's driving through the Birkenhead Tunnel and uh, he just sees the lights in front of him and he thinks, my life's over. My son's face appears in front of me and stuff like that. He's thinking like, I'm going to failure to my son, uh, but nothing's going to stop me from doing this. I'm going to smash into, gonna smash into it and, and kill himself. And he, the lights are coming towards me, welcome, welcoming me home. It's time, time to cross that central aisle, cross into those in- oncoming cars and bring it all to an end. That's all I want to do now, all I have to do. Throw the cars across the lanes and end it in an instant. I've had enough. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I don't know what I want to do in my life. I don't know where I'm going and I can't see any future. It's all about me now and I don't even want to know me. I don't like me anymore. I'm totally selfish and I don't care. I want it all to end and those lights can end it for me. Oh. It's... Yeah, it's heavy. It's, <laughs> really it's heavy. It's really yeah. heavy. Yeah. And I, I feel like the podcast has gotten suddenly incredibly heavy. Yeah. But, like, it's really, <clears throat> it's, it's really, like, good. It's it's amazing. And he's re- and then he he says how his son, who is about, I don't know, 10 or 12 at this time, probably, probably 10, yeah. uh, his face saves him, he says. He says, like, who's going to tell him his dad died in a car crash? All these things. Oh, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, he's flicking between this depressed state and a conscious state as he stays, says. And it's, uh, it's I think it's really... He's very aware yeah, in this writing, Incredibly he's very aware so, yeah. of, of those states and and what the consequences are for you know he he. But he he talks about like going into counselling afterwards, and I think it is definitely something that he's then been able to, like, talk about. He's yeah, then been able sure. to be like, okay, this is this is what was happening at that moment. And he's he's made a documentary about it actually. Apparently, okay, yeah, you know, the last last year or so. Yeah, we should. Yeah, because uh, yeah. when we kind of went into this, I thought, oh, blood, sweat, and matches. That's a funny name. Yeah, and you read the book and you read this chapter in particular, and you think. I, I didn't expect it. It, oh, it, no, really, it, 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 it hits so hard. It really does. And it shows you how um, you can't... 
I know we do it every week with lots of things, but we can't just... There's Sometimes you can't just judge a book by its cover, effectively. And he really does have this depth and uh, the, it's so relevant, all the things he talks about. And it worries me in a way because I was thinking a lot of the footballers uh, who have retired, yeah. who we've mentioned, um, uh, Huckabee yeah. briefly touches upon mental health at the end of his yeah. book. Um, Jermaine Pennant also talks about counselling at the end of his book. He hasn't yeah. retired, but he does mention it. So, you know, clearly there's a, there's a recurring thing. It's very, it must be so hard for players who spent their whole life so focused on one yeah. thing. To have to change and adapt to that. And, and also to have that high, you know, like yeah. nothing will ever come close to that no. high again. Yeah. And well, I think, yeah. I wonder if more things are in place now because I was thinking this. Um, you'd think now with more awareness about yeah. it, they hopefully clubs have things in place to deal with this better because this was quite a few years ago when he retired. Yep, that's yeah. true. Same as Huckabee. And <sighs> it's, a, it's a strange world, isn't it? They're children, essentially. And when we yeah. read these books, they're, they're very childlike a lot of the time. Mm. They don't really know how to live a proper life. They get loads of money. Mm. They're living in this kind of bubble. And then they retire really young. They're like early 30s a lot of the time yep. yeah. and then they're just like alright see you later go figure it out and yeah. it's, it must yeah. be such a hard thing to try and get yeah, that's, that's our age effectively yeah. Yeah. to adjust to that from only knowing that a lot of the time from when you're like 6, 7, 8 up until suddenly you're 32, 33 and they're like yeah. right okay and that's your entire deal, life deal that's your yeah. that's you know everything you've worked for is that and then suddenly you're yeah. 35 and you don't have a, a, a future yeah. it's easy when you're a perennial underachievers like us yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you're an incredibly yeah. impressive footballer yeah. who's had you know people cheering your name for years and stuff it's it's brilliant and I think yeah. uh, I, 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 all, all power to him I think that was an absolutely brilliant chapter yeah I agree and I'm really glad that he's um, he seems to have gotten through it and he he's worked really his happy. way yeah. through it and yeah. he, then, he then went back to Tranmere um, as to manager, manager with John uh, Barnes John Barnes uh, they stole a bike <laughs> when they got fired. He stole a bike. I love that. Um, but he, True, he does. He, does. <laughs> no, he really likes a mo- uh, mountain bike, and he's yeah. annoyed that he's been sacked. So he, so he so goes, well, "Having that." And then, and then he's trying to get him in the uh, in the car, and then he gets a phone call from his friend, being like, "Oh, if you just turn the wheel, it'll get in that way." And he's like, "How are you watching it?" He's like, "Oh, you're on Sky Sports." <laughs> <laughs> his recovery yeah. is is really inspiring in a way yeah, it is and he seems he does seem really happy now his he does. media work and he he's talks got about a beautiful wife and uh he's got a lovely family got a lovely family he's Str- he, oh you, no you go you, you mentioned the strange baby reveal oh yeah <laughs> massive revelation at the end of the book uh I've never been one for wearing undies. Haven't done for years. Commando's been my way. Saves on the washing, or not as the case may be. Haha. <laughs> Lucy hates it. She's always on at me to clean up my act and wear underwear like every other reasonable human. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is page three hundred and eighty-two. Oh, 387 387 And suddenly we find out he hasn't been wearing underwear. Uh, yeah, the whole book. The entire, yeah. Oh, when, what Jason. <laughs> when he's there with his mum's curtains around his little <laughs> Awful. Horrible. He ate all that fish naked. Yeah. <laughs> She throws a pack of Calvin Klein boxes at me and says something like, are they what you'd wear if you wore underpants? What a strange question. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. I'm shrugging my shoulders as I open the box and a little baby girl falls out with Dada written on the front of it. Oh, That'll wow. never fit me. Oh, wait, hang on. We're having a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what an unusual reveal. I don't know what I do. I'll have a go in for not wearing pants more, <laughs> and I'll buy some Calvin Kleins, but chuck the pants in the bin. <laughs> well, he's never going to wear them. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Put a baby grow in the Calvin Klein box, throw them at him, or also write Dada on the baby grow, and it falls out. It's maddening. <laughs> It's absolutely maddening. But he does now wear baby grows instead of pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They work. With dadder on them. Yeah. They've been signed by Steve Bruce. Bizarre. 
Uh, guys, we've got a new feature. It's called the Hall of Shame. Shame. Uh, okay, so footballers use their autobiographies to call people out. Jason's called quite a few people out in the book. Okay. Uh, I want you to choose who you think is worse and who goes in our Hall of Shame. So I know we're doing this a little bit late in the series, but I thought there's five honorary inductees okay. from the first five episodes. Uh, first inductee, uh, Glenn Rhoda. Of course. Of course. Second book, of course, Shaws Verdellen. Oh, Shaws Verdellen. Mr. VVV. Oh, I hate uh, Mr. VVV. Book three, Dominic Strauss-Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> Not Hitler? I think Hitler's in the Hall of Shame of life. Yeah, I'd say. So, you know it, what? Yeah. He doesn't need to be in the Hall of Shame. No, he doesn't well. need to be in this one. Give the guy a Get break. reminded that he's bad. <laughs> Uh, book four, Cortez Bell of Chester City. Oh, yes, Cortez Bell. And book five, Naked Tony Pulis. Uh, clothed huh? Tony Pulis might be a good guy, we don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who joins him this week? Uh, is it going to be Gerard Hulia, Roy yeah. Keane, Graham Soonis, mm. or Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, uh, Ashley Cole, who fouled him once, who he digs out for some yeah. reason. Yeah, Ashley Cole. He calls him a young wannabe. Oh, yeah, Ashley that's Cole. true. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a mistake that was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or finally, Dennis Wise, who also, he gets really annoyed at when uh, Millwall beat them in the playoffs, yeah. Sunderland. And he's like, I don't want anyone laughing at me, let alone bloody Dennis De- Wise. Dennis <laughs> Wise? Yeah. I hate Dennis Wise. I uh, think we can all relate to that, though. I mean, that's a pretty... Oh, yeah, no one wants yeah. Dennis Wise touching us. Uh, um, what do you go? Who do you think? Who's going in? All uh, a shame. I think... Uh, in terms of who's had the biggest impact? Who had the biggest impact? It's probably got to be Julia, hasn't it? Uh, Julia the... kind of destroyed his Liverpool dream. Yeah. Continuing. yeah. He could potentially oh, I could be, Liverpool, I could be pulling that. I, I'm edging towards Sunis, though. Yeah, Sunis was... I think he's just... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Roy Keane is... He's, oh, a bit of a, he's a bit of a hero villain all the way through it because he still does... He 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 does, he does respect Roy Keane for his stuff on the pitch yeah, as well. Whereas Jared like... is a bit of a double whammy. Doesn't like it. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, Plus, well, yeah. There's sort of comedy value in Roy Keane as well, whereas... Yeah. Julia uh, yeah. just seems to be nasty to him. Yeah. He, whatever happens, he wouldn't ask any of them out for a drink round Birkenhead. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Definitely not staying at his mum's house. Yeah. So we say, yeah, so we, <laughs> should we say Gerard Julia? I think Gerard Julia, personally. Gerard, you're going in the uh, Hall of Shame. He seems All to dislike him the most, right? He bangs on about him. Yeah, for sure. I think you're him. right. I might have a little think of other people who were bad guys in the books and put a Twitter poll up well, and like say, add someone else, add another honorary person at the end. <laughs> Did this book change you? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, it, yep, sorry, Carol. Oh, no, just it, it changed what I think uh, football autobiography can be. I totally agree. Yeah. I was Legitimately, yeah. I was absolutely blown away. I thought it was a real achievement. Yeah. Like a towering achievement of a book. I agree. It wasn't just a good football autobiography. It was a good book. In yeah, yeah it I, was, think. I think it was terrific. I thought it was so good. Yeah, James? I agree. You yeah, agree, it was well written. It, it kind of had everything and that's how they should be it was funny yeah. it was sad you had actual details and context yeah it was structured well yeah you just got a real sense of his career and his life it, it was just really good book yeah, i really, really enjoyed good, it and and really like really good story really, really good, good story. story really good storytelling it made it a lot harder to the rest of the books we've written have been um read have been pretty mad and they're quite easy to pick hilarious things out yeah. of to yeah. mock yeah. it was a lot harder to find those funny angles there, 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 yeah. there, there thank god some... he put that fish and chip story <laughs> yeah that fish and chip story brilliant <laughs> I'm gonna straight after this I'm gonna get my Irish passport so yeah. not, <laughs> I'm gonna send them <laughs> this only... podcast as my application oh, please, you've gotta cut out those accent bits there. Uh, let's uh, we've missed Amy haven't we today we have oh massively have. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she normally keeps us to time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what she had to say about the book she read it. My God, this book. I could have talked about it for absolutely hours. I'm sure you all have done. Uh-huh. Um, Two and a bit. Highlights probably include um, him 
basically receiving a Rolex from Liam Gallagher on the promise that he would not beat Man City and relegate them, and yet they still beat Man City and he can't look at another Oasis CD again. I forgot about um, that. Me his too. weird love-hate relationship with Kenny Dalgleish yeah. throughout. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he mentions that his that Donna Air was the <laughs> presenter who once asked the cause how they met live on air. <laughs> you know, the dumbest things that he's done throughout. I'm sure you've spoken about them all. Oh, they were fun. a joy. We didn't mention any of those things. Um, <laughs> how long would this podcast general, been with her? I would probably... Um, I've been quite generous with my scores. Oh, hang on. Oh, let's now. save that. Yeah. Guys, what are your scores on the doors? We'll do that before the quiz this week. No, 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 we'll do, no, we'll do the quiz do, first. Do the quiz, yeah, do, do the, the quiz. Because, because, because... Let's stick to tradition. That's the, and also, that's yeah. the reveal of who wins the whole season. That's true, yeah, it is a big one. I should really build the suspense better. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me that. Um, okay, uh, okay, so... Him and his young Irish teammates at the Three Amigos. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be Jack, uh, your Chevy Chase. <laughs> uh, I'll be Steve Martin, and James, you'll feel bad. <laughs> the, th- the Three Amigos. <laughs> I'm combining. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. There we go. We were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you've already eaten up two of my questions. So number one, finish the weirdest sentence in the book. One day we're out in RTE recording with Dustin the Turkey on the den, and we bump into blank. Oh God! You oh, gotta say um, your name, by the way. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Oh God! Now to rush Terry you. Wogan. No. Oh, you got an answer, Phil Bab? Phil Bab. Uh, there's Lionel. No. <laughs> Well, good answers. Billy Connolly. Ah, oh, yes, it was. Yeah. The next weirdest line: I'm in RTE with Babsy to go on live television <laughs> with Zig and Zag. We're in the makeup room when X walks in. Who is it? <laughs> oh God, this is hard. The, the, you got also, to... what's going on in RTE? Yeah. <laughs> what a channel? Get, get Zig and Zag in. Get yeah, Bertie O'Hearn in. Get them all in. Um, I know. I, I've got nothing. Yeah, no idea. Meatloaf. Oh, oh, and you mentioned Meatloaf Meat before. Yes, Meatloaf. him whether he calls him Meat or Mr. Loaf. Yes, or, I forgot yeah. about yes. that. God, this this book feels like a fever dream, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. uh, and finally, uh, when Roy Keane says he's leaving World Cup uh, 2002, which player in the squad pipes up to say he can play in central midfield? Chevy Chase. Uh, Dean Kiley. Dean Kiley. The Charlton oh, goalkeeper. Correct answer. There's a, a funny line as well. It's a, a really line. lot of tension that moment. Also- Risky joke. So, guys, end of the series... We've done some great books, done some not so great books. We've had a brilliant time doing all this. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks with a Christmas special. But this is the end of the series for now. Top of the leaderboard at the moment is Mai Yoshida with eight. Let's read the full leaderboard for you guys, just in case. Uh, Mai Yoshida, eight. Darren Huckabee, 6.25. Louis Saha, 5.25. Gary Monk, (laughs) 4.5. Jermaine Penn at 3.5. Really goes down quickly. Um, What are we going to say? Jack, what are you scoring it? I've got to give it a nine. I thought it was absolutely terrific. Interesting. James, you've given very stingy scores so far. I... Actually, well, before you do it, because you're stingy, I'll say mine. I'm also... I'm going to give it a nine as well. I was tempted to give it a ten, but I'll I give think, it a nine. I think you can't quite give it a ten. Not quite, yeah. James, you've been stingy so far. I have. You've given five, three, four, two. Not... What are you giving this yeah. one? A nine. Oh! And that was before, decided before you two sure, said that. Sure, sure, sure. And the only reason it didn't get a 10 is because it was slightly too long. That's the thing. Is like, like, you feel like you can't quite Slightly too long. Much, yeah. It was brilliant. Brilliant. So that means nine. it's on 27. Which think, means that... I think it... to win, it has to get... Oh, God. Quick hang math. On, hang on, hang on. Uh, it has to get five or above. 
Yeah, I think you're right. That's it, five or above. Amy's got to get five or above. And then James McAtee, you win the series. Let's see. This is genuinely a book um, that I really loved. And it makes me more sad that I can't be there to talk about it. Um, And so I would probably give good old McAteers, who, by the way, I counted. I think I counted, not really accurately. he, He may have cried 15 <laughs> at least 15 times he's cried in she's book. dragging so, it up yeah, yeah. blood sweat and literal macketeers <laughs> come on can't stand it amy i would give the book a eight Whoa! eight i think i gave yoshida an eight as well yeah. and i think it's as good as yoshida's so yes blood sweat and macketeers is getting an eight from me um i'm sorry i can't be there again oh. <laughs> goodbye 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 Jason McAteer's won! Season one of the Football Book Club. He's oh, done it. He's absolutely done He completely deserves it. He's, absolutely he's brilliant. Right he's smashed the it there. He's, he's claimed it right at the death. Yeah. That is incredible. That's a 8.75 score, I think. Pretty. 35 in total. Yeah. Yeah. 8.75. Right. He has... Uh, smashed it. Destroyed my Yoshida. Not destroyed, it's 0.75. Right the floor. (laughs) (laughs) My Yoshida. Uh, That means Darren Huckabee finishes third and Jermaine Pennant finishes bottom. bottom. We we never thought McAteer was going to be lower than that, did we? I mean, there's no bits in McAteer's book where he... I won't say it again. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Don't mention the dead cat. Uh, (laughs) Guys, uh, anyone has any thoughts on this? If you read it or want to read along, we've already got people reading along with us, which is great. Message us reviews. Follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter. Football book club on instagram review the podcast subscribe follow us uh see you at christmas guys any last words book 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 thanks for listening to the football book club it featured james bug jack bernhardt james Baldron, amy lawson and ken Allsop. it was produced and created by james bug thanks to jason for writing such a brilliant book but i know what you're all thinking what are they up to now Well, Jason's gone on to make documentaries, work as a pundit, and enjoy a successful career in the media. But whenever you see him on TV, remember, he isn't wearing any pants at any time. He has a sofa under his arse, very literally. Phil Babb went on to win Ireland's most eligible bachelor for 25 years straight. Mick McCarthy hasn't written a blog for Paddy Power for three years, which is a huge shame. One of his last entries was genuinely called Scalacci gave me the old thumb-across-the-throat gesture, and despite my lack of Italian, it was a sign that's universally understood. Okay. Gerard Houllier remains evil. I'm far too scared to say anything bad about Roy Keane. Zig and Zag have an animated series. Glenn Roder hasn't collected his Christmas tree at time of recording. Darren Huckabee's our hero. Jermaine Pennant has a pog empire. And Maya Yoshida still hasn't received those curtains. The music Lobby Time is the property of Kevin MacLeod at filmmusic.io and is used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. For anyone affected by mental health issues, there are several helplines available, including Mind, Calm and Samaritans. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Generally, thank you so much to everyone for having done so over the series. We'll see you at Christmas. We can't wait. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 